everything about this. There's alarm bells going off for yeah. me. Burn the house down and run. What do I even say at that point? <laughs> when Chunk's oh, out by the pond. Just taking this shit. If you were to tell me right now that 10 years ago you made a pass at my brother, this is the conversation we'd be having. So would you leave me? Yes. Welcome back to another episode of Tangents with Tyler and Todd. I am one of your hosts, Tyler. And I'm Todd. How was your week? Good. And right on cue, we've got Eddie, our third host of the show now. Apparently. It is so ridiculous. Like, I think you guys are going to think that we have him trained. We truly, truly don't. No. It's just he knows now for the next hour, the attention is not on him. Yeah. But he also knows that he's got a prime seat for good conversation because this is like groundbreaking. We're moving mountains here. This is groundbreaking stuff. (laughs) Another layer of bullshit each week. Yeah. How was your week? Um, It was great. I'm feeling really cozy. If you're not, if you're listening to this I'm wearing like a really like thick wool sweater and it's just oh the vibes are good it's been really cold lately it snowed which was nice it's just feeling like winter and we're embracing it because trying to well we get to escape from it this year we're not living with winter inside which is a nice change yeah it's definitely a nice change but it's still like the whole scraping of the vehicles like not a fan scraping ice off like i know a lot of you listening to this may not experience that you may be in a southern climate but i have to say that's one thing that it it i just don't like it no there's no redeeming quality same as like shoveling plowing yeah snow blowing any of that i don't enjoy it we yeah pretty much we start out pretty strong with our snow removal efforts early in the year and then it but really... we've only got one maybe two snowstorms in us and then after that instead of shoveling the pass it just becomes wherever we walked we walk oh. that same path enough and eventually it beats down into a trail do you know what we really do is we <laughs> check the weather for the upcoming days so say like we get a lot of snow, but then we look if in four days from now, it's a really like warm day. It's like a freak sort of situation. We're like, you know what? Let's just not shovel. Let's not plow. Let's not do any of that because it's probably going to melt anyway. But what ends up happening is it all just turns to ice. A lot of ice. And then it's just a mess. It is, especially the land is all on a hill. Yeah. So then it's an icy hill and we never learned our lesson. But what we would do is we would use um, the wood ash. Yeah, that actually works On the works main really driveway well. where we don't walk and it's just cars. We would put that there to give traction. Yeah. But anyway, um, long story short, it's just been chilly and snowy and very wintry. So we're trying to embrace that. We've been going for lots of walks, which has been nice. I have a like persistent head cold, which is kind of annoying. But yeah. Other than that, life is great. How about yeah. you? It's been good, except I've been taking care of someone with a man cold, and it's just been very draining on me emotionally and physically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just joking. It's very weird, though. You didn't get it. No. I find, usually, I find you get sick more than I do, which also adds to my theory why I'm out go- going to outlive you. But also, I find if I do get sick, it's usually after you're done being sick. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) what are we up to today? Well, we figured today would be a nice day to warm up with some tea. Mm -hmm. So it's a full episode of Tea Time. You want me to do the first one? All right, let's get into it. I was seeing a guy for 18 months. When we met, he told me that he was getting divorced. He would always 
blow hot and cold, but I had no reason to think he was lying. A few weeks ago, he opened a new gallery space and invited everyone to their opening, which I, of course, went to. His wife was there. They are back together or they never actually split up, question mark. When I asked him what the F was going on, he said it was recent and he didn't want to tell me over text. As far as I know, his wife has no idea about us. Do I tell her? Yes. Would you? I think I would because he was lying to her. Like he's the only one. He's creating the truth for everyone while avoiding the truth. So I would... I think I might in that situation too, just to say, hey, just as a heads up, like as a common courtesy, like gal to gal, um, this is what's happening. And I was under the impression that he was being in a relationship with me. Yeah. I'd be like, this is really awkward, but like you're in the house that him and I are supposed to be in. Like, I need you to scoot. scoot. I I need you to pack your shit and And get out. You're in my house. You're in my house. This is really awkward. He was supposed to tell you. No. The reason I would tell him this instance, though, is it's different. If they had been together and they broke up and they he didn't get back with his wife, that's different. You won. Walk away. You know, you don't need to bring that up. Yeah. I would assume that came up in the divorce trial or proceedings or however that all goes down in a boardroom somewhere with lawyers. But... In this instance, where he got to use you for whatever he was just trying to go through and then went back to that, I would I would let her know. Yeah. He sounds like a boy to me. Yeah. You don't need him. You don't need him. But does she need the house? Where is the house? I imagine it's in the suburbs. I'm picturing like a casual eight bedrooms, you know? <laughs> uh, eight bedrooms, 12 bathrooms. Just something, tennis court. something for you and the kids to relax in. You know what? Tell her that she needs to get her stuff out of there. That's your house. Gotta go. Gotta go, Becky. No, for real. Being, giving like some actual like real advice. Um, I think, I think I would have like a really real conversation and say like, hey, this, this isn't fair. Like we're both in like a weird situation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not fair for you to carry it all. Yeah. That's solid advice. That's. We we're going to leave it there because if not, we're going to eventually end up burning the house down and we've yeah. established we want the house. We want the house. We can't burn that house down. So we Not have, that one. Not eight bedrooms. Not an eight bedroom. Who can afford bathroom? to replace 12 toilets nowadays? That's a helipad too. Oh, yeah. When I was in my 20s, I was in a monastery. I fell in love with one of the altar boys who was an adult at the time, one year younger than me. We had a torrid affair, which left me with a broken heart. Fast forward 30 years. He's a priest with a very responsible senior position in his archdiocese. I am now living in a different country, and I have a husband of almost 20 years. I sometimes wonder what my life would have been if we had have coupled up in our 20s, but I am very happy with my life. Wow. Yeah. But I mean, are we surprised? I mean, par for the course. Par for the course. Yeah. Like, I, I, you, feel, I feel like there's a lot of that that goes on in the Catholic Church. Yeah. Um, definitely, I don't think it would have been a coupling situation. Like, if he's still... If he's a senior position in the archdiocese, like, he, he wasn't, wasn't coming home to you. No. Like, let's all. be real. Yeah. He'd rather just come home to Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> it, is, it is interesting, though, when religious figures like that when they have those like side secret relationships. Yeah. Cause I, this 
this man, he's been up to some stuff the last 30 years. Well, also, it just, it just, I have to feel bad for him to, like, maybe he was experimenting or something. I don't know. But to then be in that position to cast judgment on others, like, if he's working for that organization, it's not as though he's been preaching love and acceptance. No. So it must be a very conflicting thing within himself. Like that's yeah. got to be hard to figure out. So I feel bad for him as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a sad thing to have to, yeah, your whole life, hey? Yeah, you're preaching. Even if he was like, I don't know, who knows? Maybe it was just the right person or maybe he's bi. I don't know the full situation. We'll find out from... You're giving this priest a lot of credit here. We're going to call him Priest Pat. We're giving Priest Pat a lot of background story here. But I'm just saying it would be even knowing that he had a relationship with someone, it'd be hard to then go and sell that message. So it's probably good. Like if he's able to put all that away, there would have been so many secrets in that marriage or that relationship. Oh, yeah. Like he's good at compartmentalizing when needs to. I agree, but. Wow. That's a roughie. I started dating a guy who still lives with his ex. He seems to have a very mature attitude about it. He has a ton of fun, and I still can't believe that I'm dating such an attractive man inside and out. Sometimes I wish I was more attractive. When we go out, others treat him like he has such low standards for being with me. They act like they should have a go at him. It's annoying when strangers try and initiate frivolous conversations while I'm with him and end up giving him invitations and never acknowledge me. At that point, I feel like I'm a bitter candy rather than part of the eye candy team. I haven't talked about this with him because I also found out he not only lives with his ex, he still shares the same bed with them. It's not the first time I've heard about gay men who share bed with their exes and they'll only leave or get involved when they find wealth and stability elsewhere. I'm not wealthy. Part of me feels sad. I don't know who you're running around. That is and I have never in my 30 some odd years on this planet heard of that. Like that is, I have, that's a, crock of shit if I've ever heard one. I have never heard of being like, you know what? We're going to divorce, but honestly, right now is not the time to go mattress shopping. I'm just too busy, so we're going to share the bed, share the house. You owe half for cable. Yeah. Like, it's weird. He's not leaving that relationship. Like You are not getting the full picture mm-hmm. in this situation. And also, if you do end up with him and he's yours, and that's happening, the eye candy thing, I would just do something like give him the biggest kiss in front of everyone or somehow mark him as yours, you know? Todd. Put, be, print your face on his shirt and be like, I tap that. There's, think of this situation. There's something, there's something afoot here. Okay. So you're telling me this attractive, very attractive individual is broken up in quotations, with their spouse, yet they're sleeping in the same bed as their spouse still. And for some reason, they're dating this, I guess, ugly person. Bridge troll. troll. (laughs) (laughs) But see, I feel like this person is also like very um, doubting in themselves, 
like I'm sure they're not ugly. Yeah, like I think it's an in, there's an insecurity thing. At exactly. Play. Like there's, I think that you might be looking too far into it. The bed thing is weird. That's weird. Living with the ex had me suspicious, but the sharing a bed, like that's just everything about this. There's alarm bells going off for yeah. me. Like I run. Run. Burn the house down and run. You got to get out of there. Light the mattress on fire. <laughs> Wait till they're off it and run. But are you being used in some way? Like, do you have money? What's the situation? No, he said he wasn't wealthy. And yeah. like, what is this with waiting until you find stability and wealth to move out of the bed? Yeah. What, what is that? Guest room, couch, air mattress, car seat. I don't know, but... I think that this is a very um, conflicted values, superficial type situation. I don't think it's a good situation to be in and you should probably find a way out. You're going to want to file, follow the aisle to your nearest exit, throw a parachute on and jump. Yeah, hope they have the parachutes um, on board. You're going to want to go this way and then go that way. <laughs> and then go this way. Well, good luck. Good luck. Hope hope it works out. (laughs) (laughs) I understand you're truly monogamous, but have you ever been invited to couple swap or go to a swingers party? It seems like it would be a compliment to be offered even though you are together together, in quotations. Would you ever consider it? No, because my man doesn't need to go out to dinner when I serve a buffet every night, you know? Like... (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But um, (laughs) we've never been, like, approached for a swinger or a couple swap type thing. Do you know where it it did happen, though? I was going to say the time in L.A. Yeah. We we were on a trip, and we went to L.A., and there's an area of L.A. called West Hollywood, for those of you who don't know. And it's, like, very, like you know, it's very gay is the only way to explain it. And it happened so frequently there. Well, there was one guy that it was real. It was to the point where like, it would be considered a, not assault, but like, Oh, it was sexual assault for sure. Like in any other instance, but for some reason that behavior is considered to be acceptable in our community for some reason that is beyond me like but when you say no and he was so all night about it it actually made it so we stopped drinking we actually ended up leaving and went back to our hotel and just had takeout because it It ruined ruined, the whole vibe he was like i'm gonna make it my mission to screw each one of you separate and then together and first off can you imagine saying that to someone i don't have two times in one night like one what kind of schedule do you think we're running god stamina (laughs) but seriously though it's very it's a very uncomfortable and aggressive approach and it happens i think quite regularly in bigger cities and you know like in the scene of it all we're just not in that it's not our daily life so it doesn't happen to us because of where we live and who we spend time with like just it is kind of i do find it awkward though because i don't think it happens in um, heterosexual couples, but, no, no, um, no. having, when we're making friends with a same sex couple yeah, and have like, if we're making friends with a gay couple and th- we're going there or they're coming here, we have to have an awkward conversation about, are you monogamous? 
Yeah. Like, and I don't think that that should be a normalized thing. And also, and it's weird that it has to happen. A hundred percent. And like, I'm sure that there's going to be people that are listening that are like, oh, that's not true. Think about it. Think about it. We have been in so many situations where people like read the room wrong. Do you remember? We're all just sitting there like, so are we going to f*** or what? (laughs) I'm not thinking that. But there are a lot of people. It's not like it's a one in 10 chance. It has happened so many times. Yeah. Now that I think of it, remember when we were at that wedding and there was another gay couple there and then they came up to our hotel room. I was... Good thing you were so... I was... I didn't notice... See, I don't notice people flirting. That's where I... Like, I think people are just being friendly. So I like conversation. So I end up talking. But um, that one, I thought they really just wanted to see what the rooms looked like. Like, I didn't realize what that meant. So thank God you were there. (laughs) This is what we need when I could be taken advantage of very easily. Very easily. (laughs) Like Todd is getting in the gray van and he's going. He's taking the candy. (laughs) I did ask for the candy first though. But yeah, now that I think of it, it does happen. It's happened quite a bit. Yeah. Um, And for us, it's just not something that we would consider because it's not something we feel like we need. But also that's totally fine if it is. Yeah. But just also respect when someone says that they're not into it, respect it. Don't make it awkward because yeah. you're the one the in that situation, you're the only one making it awkward. And I think where people get into trouble is when you say no, a lot of times people are like, ooh, this is like a game. Cat and mouse. Like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this isn't a cat and mouse situation. I'm saying I'm not interested. So yeah. can we not? This is a mouse trap. Yeah. And <laughs> You got squat. We're going to squat you. And then that probably turns them on. I feel like there's no winning. Yeah. Just turn around, yell help really loudly, and start running. Do a Phoebe run. Draw attention. Draw as much attention as possible. (laughs) We're going to take a quick minute and thank Rocket Money for sponsoring a portion of today's episode, which allows us to continue posting content completely free for you. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list them all off and how much you're paying for each one? If you asked me this before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I was so wrong. I couldn't believe the streaming services that we've signed up for that we haven't used in forever. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that helps find and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members on average $720 per year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel those unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com TTT. That's rocketmoney.com TTT. Rocketmoney.com TTT. All right, back to today's episode. There's an engaged couple who, for the last year, I saw most mornings at the gym. I never spoke to them and didn't know who they were until recently when one of the guys reached out to me on Instagram. Now he has a huge crush on me, but he's engaged. I grew fond of him, but told him to stop DMing me as it's for the best. Now gym sessions are kind of hot and steamy as we always want what we can't have. What now? I really don't want it to go any further. Get a new gym. Cancel your membership and move. Yeah. If it's bothering, that's totally what I would do. Yeah. Like you set the boundaries. Yeah. And, but I get, I, I do get it. I get 
when you draw a boundary, it's kind of like what we talked about last week about how like resolutions and intentions, like I have an intention to be good, but I resolve to come. <laughs> but like, I, I can understand wanting what you can't have. So if you feel like you're going to tread down that path, cancel your gym membership. Yeah. Because also if he's doing that to you, he's doing that to the person that comes and does cardio after you. Insta, Insta DMs. It's not, mm-mm. it's not the one. That's why I don't go into mine. Yeah. I just leave them be. They are a treasure trove. Yeah. The only thing, I have a couple people that I send stupid reels back and forth between, and that is the extent of my DMing. It is crazy what goes on in them, though, hey? It's a whole nother world. Yeah, like a lot of people, I think... They just throw dick pics out into the world and see what lands. See what sticks. (laughs) Which dick sticks. (laughs) Which dick pic sticks. But I think that became really popular a few years ago when it was, like, encouraged to, like, send people nudes. Yeah. Like, that, that was, like, a really popular thing which is so weird when you all think our it. nudes are in polaroids yeah you'll never get a digital nude of me mm-hmm. unless you scan my polaroids yeah but the joke's on you because you have to find them first and if you find them let us know where they are <laughs> so i haven't found those Still. that's crazy crazy and we moved that's what's scary that's the scariest part yeah like we've been through all of our stuff now i just hope that they fell in a trench you know when like when were we were op- doing like the power lines and stuff. Yeah, and a box was open. The wind blew the right way, and Mel buried them. Yeah, well, you know what? They'll sh- they'll show up online one day. That's something when we're dead. Ange is going through our stuff. She'll find them. That's on. That's, that's for on her. Ange. She'll she'll have. We'll have to save some money for her therapy. <laughs> we'll do a bake sale before we go. Oh my god. <laughs> My best friend's boyfriend is obsessed with scrolling thirst traps and zooming in to see the goodies. He sometimes spends 30 minutes or more in the bathroom with his phone. I told my friend that he's chatting with other boys when he's in the bathroom and that he should confront him. He said that after his boyfriend gets out of the washroom, he's really horny and they have great sex. Should he just let it go since he's seeing some benefits from it? Absolutely not. Because that's not... He's not having sex with you. He's having sex with those goodies and whoever he was talking to. Mentally, you're just the whole to completion. <laughs> like, let's like being... Let's call a spade a spade here. Being totally honest. That's what's going on. I'm going to sound like 80 years old when I say this. What's new? <laughs> it's true. But this... I just think that the whole Instagram of it all, what people are sharing nowadays online is wild wild like instagram has quickly become like basically porn it's yeah like low-key porn it's all just speedos and bikinis and do you know what it is it's people really towing the line on instagram of like what's allowed to promote their only fans that is like so common on the app now but our shower video that showed feet yeah got flagged so wild um i think we talked about this before did we yeah yeah like, it's that's what that's why oh, yeah with darcy and Jer. i just i find instagram just such a joke like yeah it, they hold themselves up as being this like principled platform, but it really isn't. It quickly went downhill. Yeah. But 
I mean, that's neither here nor there. Like what, what the boys are sharing online, I guess that's their prerogative. You don't need to be consuming it, but I would talk to your friend like, yeah. And I also, maybe there seems like a self-esteem issue. Cause if I knew that you were going into the bathroom and like chit chatting with Joe Blow down the road, getting yourself all horned up and then came and had really great passionate sex that we hadn't had in a long time. I'd be like, that would be heartbreaking to me because you would probably know that I'm thinking about somebody else at the time. Exactly. Like that's one step away from printing their face out and taping it to mine. Do you know what the key to literally every, every situation is just communication. It's so awkward to talk about surely. Like obviously it's going to be uncomfortable, but isn't it better to just say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I don't know that I love that you're creeping all the Instagram boys and, you, you know, know. when to ask him? Pitching get, in. Get him just about there and then stop and ask him and be like, are you thinking of me or someone else? <laughs> like, I would ruin it. Make it awkward. You Stare know? him right in the face. Grab right his the cheeks. Face. Who is it? Who are you? Who is it? <laughs> so... Good luck. Good That's luck. our advice. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. What's this one? This is a good one. I'm married with kids and I have a career spanning 30 years and a very high paying position at a company I work at. Everyone thinks that I completed university and that I have a degree. Well, I didn't finish school and I don't have a degree. My wife, kids, parents, coworkers, and my boss all think that I'm institutionally educated in my field. I am not. All of my experience is on the job and self-taught. The degree framed in my office is one that I made and printed for myself. I love it. Love it. Love it. It proves that formalized education is a joke made to make a select few rich. Listen, I agree with you on education, but that is scandalous. I love to it. have a printed a fake degree on your wall. But it Todd, gives me that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio where he's flying. Catch me if you can. He, oh yeah, where he wasn't a pilot but got away with being a pilot for so long. I love but it. Todd, I think it's cool. His wife, his kids, his parents. Yeah. Like, this person has crafted a reality for themselves. I I mean, it's kind of iconic. Like, like it, that's why I love it, gonna, but it's also sociopathic. Like, if you're going to commit to the bit, like, you got to commit. You got to do it. But that is commitment. Like, that yeah. became the reality. Like, I have a degree. Make, make, make no mistake. I love it. And the fact that, because 30 years ago, how would you have done that? There wouldn't have been Photoshop. Like, to print out that yeah, degree. Yeah, the commitment. I love it. And you know what? He is so much richer than anyone else because he didn't have that student debt to pay back, but he clearly is better than most because he's in a high-level position. But how do you feel of the ethics of it, though? The ethics are sketchy AF, but I think it's like it's crazy that someone can actually pull that off and it's not just a Hollywood story. Yeah, true. Like that is I, something that when he dies, he needs to come clean so someone can make a book of it. Yeah. Or a movie of a movie. I won't read the book. Make a movie. I'll make see a, it. Make a, make a short. Make, make a, a short, short film. And have it start at three and I will see it. I do think though there is something that would make me a little sad about like the wife and the kids. That part and is sad. That's sad. Like I would. Does he like the wife and kids? 
Maybe not. Does he have a wife and kids? He already lied about the degree. How do we know that he's not lying about the wife and kids? Yeah, he could have a whole another family for all we know. We don't know. Which wife and kids is he talking about? I would just want you in. Like, you you know all... Like, there. I don't have something like that. No. We can't keep secrets at all. No. Like, we try try and keep a secret try and keep like a gift like oh i bought something special for supper and then five minutes after walking in the door it's like look at what i got (laughs) yeah but that's because we're always like gabbing and like together and like we like to share things like maybe this guy isn't like that doesn't like his wife hates her kids are okay but he likes his other wife though the other one's good wife number three is the real keeper My husband of 19 years recently confessed to me that 10 years ago, he made a pass at my sister. Nothing happened between them, and I'm not sure she even knew he was trying to make a move, but he told me he was. Being that it was nearly a decade ago, we are in completely different places in our lives. I feel like he's relieved to have it off his chest, but I'm struggling to deal with this. My sister and I are extremely close, and I don't want to have to talk to her about this because I don't want her to feel somehow responsible or upset that this happened in our relationship. I told him I'm glad he told me and that I forgive him, but deep down, I'm not sure what to do. If he had told me this when it happened, I don't know that I would have stayed with him. How do I process this? And did I do the right thing? Um, I would say, why would he tell her that? Yeah, that's, I I don't think, if you made a pass at my brother, if you told me in 20 years, I would still be so mad because that, you don't, what is it? You don't shit where you eat? Like, that applies. Like, why are you going to make it a complicated family dynamic? Yeah. That is so weird. So your sister-in-law is put in this position of, keeping that secret if she doesn't accept the past. If she does, she's now screwing her sister's husband. So then the aunt becomes the mom, like, of the kids. It's a very complicated thing. If you want to have an affair, keep outside of the family. It's not hard. But I wonder, like, why... Why, what would the motivation be that he would tell her? Like, if nothing happened and he just made a pass. Spring cleaning. He's like, oh, I was meaning to get to that. Listen, I made a pass at your sister 10 years ago. Do you know what I find? This is actually my take on this. I think him telling you, this is going to be a controversial take, so bear with us here. (laughs) (laughs) I think him telling you is incredibly selfish and just gets rid of the guilt and like the pit in the stomach that he feels and is incredibly selfish. You, if nothing happened, you could have went on existing, not knowing that information and it would have been totally fine. He did it. He kept it a secret. Like he kept it until 10 years when you admit, like she admits in that they're in a better place now. Yeah. So he waited until he knew you were in a good place. Like back then, I'm assuming if you knew it wasn't a good place, he probably knew you weren't in a good place as well. And so yeah. it's he's selfish. I I I wouldn't have accepted the apology. I would still now even take the apology back and say, here you go. You can have this. Get your ass out of my house. But it's hard is it 
Is that enough though? I can imagine if, if you're, you're in a good place, in, if we're in a good place in our relationship, if you're comfortable enough to have an affair with your sister-in-law, that's not your first affair. Yeah. What other skeletons are in his closet? hundred percent. Maybe that was just the test skeleton. I, you don't shit where you eat. So that was close and like he felt confident enough. That's my take on it. I could be wrong, but that's how yeah. I would be able to process that situation. That's the only thing I could deal. Maybe in time, we're not in that relationship. But if this was, if you were to tell me right now that 10 years ago you made a pass at my brother, this is the conversation we'd be having. And would you, so would you leave me? Yes. I would at least need time. I don't know that we would break up over it, but I wouldn't be like, I forgive you. We're all good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. But it's tricky because if you're in a good place now. Well, he ruined that. Yeah. That's on. That's on him. That's selfish. On, yeah. That was selfish. Narcissistic. Yeah. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Good on your sister. Sounds like she's in a bubble like me. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no clue. clue. We just bounce from one situation to the next. It's great. All right. We're going to take a quick moment and thank Miracle Made for sponsoring a portion of today's episode. Did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? It can lead to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses, and it's just gross. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters. Comfort and quality Miracle Sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than sheets used by five-star hotels. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you'll save over 40%. And if you use our promo code TANGENTS at checkout, you'll also get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're not 100% satisfied, you get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash tangents and use our code tangents to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash tangents. Thanks to Miracle Made for sponsoring a portion of today's episode. Let's get back to it. Okay, I have a friend whose husband won't participate in life at all anymore. Oh, I started that too chipper. <laughs> After he retired, he just stopped doing anything except watching TV, drinking beer, and smoking pot. He won't eat anything healthy and won't do do anything with her. They sleep in separate rooms because, well, nothing is able to happen in that department either. She won't leave him because they have a house together that is all paid for. And this disruption of separating financially, as well as grown kids, grandkids, etc., is too much. My friend is very active in hiking, kayaking, water sports, camping, running, and has many friends that she travels with. Recently, she's reconnected with an old flame. So far, they've only gone hiking with him, but he wants her. He says he loves her and cares about her. She only has kissed him, and they talk for hours on the phone when she's away from home camping or traveling. I think she should leave her husband or cut off the, quote, friendship. It is clear he wants more than just the friendship, and I think she's not being fair to either of them. She says that she's too old to start from scratch and doesn't want to disrupt her family. What do you two think she should do? I think she needs to put pause on the new one and figure out what's going on with the old one. I think like that's just I think it's so easy. Yeah. Cheating is such a cop out. Like if you're on if you're going to leave leave 
like say it's over and then start the new one. Like you've kissed, you've connected, you know that things are going well. It's an old connection. You're rekindling. And it sounds like the, the husband, like that relationship is dead. And that, that happens. Like, yeah, sometimes relationships die. That's okay. You don't have to feel stuck in it. But I can imagine, though, why people would feel stuck. Like, if you've been together, say these people have been together for, like, 30 years. Like, they have grandchildren together. That's okay. I I know, Todd, but put yourself in her shoes. Yes, but I'm, as someone who my grandparents divorced when I was a child, I came out okay from it. Like I'm not saying about the grandchildren. I'm saying how if, like... To walk away from that relationship for something that she's not 100% sure that she would want. But is she not 100? What I'm saying is she needs to put pause in the new one and figure out what's going on with the old one. Is she in it or is it dead? If it's dead, end it so you can go and explore the new one. But don't be in two at the same time. Yeah. Like if it's dead, if if the relationship's dead and the new relationship's not going to work out, she still doesn't deserve to be trapped in that relationship where he doesn't want to do anything she wants to go hiking and kayaking and he wants to drink beer and sit on the couch i think that that is really really common especially unfortunately in same-sex couples like it seems like a lot of women still heterosexual or heterosexual couple oh yeah (laughs) same-sex couples no sorry in heterosexual couples that Like when women get older, they still want to like be active and they want to like, I know that this is probably like a stereotype, but I just feel like women in retirement, they are very like outgoing. They want to do like different activities and men, they're not as... You know what it could be though, is the mental health component where men are more reserved to check in with their mental health. Maybe he's struggling with the fact that he worked his whole life and he's now like transition to retirement. Retirement is a big shock for a lot of people. And maybe if he was the type of person that he defined himself by the job he had, and now that job is gone, he doesn't know how to define himself. So he's lost. Communication. True. After he retired, he just stopped doing anything except watching TV, drinking beer, and smoking pot. That's so true. People always underestimate like that transition. It's hard. That would be a hard transition. Yeah. Every day... You, you're going to work, your job, you define but yourself not, by your career, and then it's just over. But that's a choice he made early in his career. I remember when I worked at the city, and there were people that had been in the role for a long time, and they were they were really they're headstrong, stuck in the sand, no change, like, and just really took everything personal. If you were like, hey, have you thought about, like, let's try and do it this way. And I couldn't figure it out. And I remember I was talking with a coworker and we came to the conclusion together that a lot of these people, they defined their whole life and existence based on the role that they had as a job. Yeah. Rather than having like focusing on like one, there's one person in my head in particular, rather than focusing on being a husband or a father or a hockey player or whatever the hobby was, it was simply their job, their job, their job. And so then when that's all done, cause everyone ages out. Yeah. It, like, I think it's really hard. Cause how do you define yourself? Like, you know, when work becomes everything work, you don't have any hobbies. You don't, you lose yourself in your identity. identity that's the yeah. word I was trying to think of. Your work becomes your identity. And it's very important to not let that happen. 
Wow. Yeah. So it is true. Like this, that man, like I feel, I kind of feel for both of them. Yeah. But that's where pause the new one, figure out what's going on with the old one and go from there. But also like she could easily say to him, like, uh, Larry, this is not going to work out for me. Larry, get off the couch. Get the kayak on the roof of the Subaru. We're going. We're going to the mountains. We are going to the mountains. I bought a station wagon and I am going to drive that sucker up the mountain to the lake. Crater Lake is not going to paddle itself. (laughs) Let's go, Larry. Let's go. My partner and I have been together for over eight years. I am totally in love with him. He says he isn't into the male anatomy so much, but he likes the muscular attributes of a guy. Every time we have sex, it usually involves me making all of the moves while he just lies there, if you know what I mean. Don't I know I do. (laughs) I have talked to him about this, and I am feeling used. I know he loves me and cares for me, but I'm at my wit's end. How do I go further without totally destroying what we have? Okay, I'm confused on this one a little bit. So they're with someone who just lays there. And they have to put all the work in. That's my understanding. I'd say, look, this is a two-way street. We both got to be putting in 50% of the work. Yeah. You know, like there's times where I'll go a little bit harder and say, look, you got to take over here and you take the wheel. Like carry under where Jesus take the wheel. No, you, you may think that you say that, but what happens is it just like, slows down to like a crawl. And what do you like, think it is when you're leading? I don't ever slow down. <laughs> My God. Sometimes it's like a tortoise. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I feel like this is such an easy answer we use every time, but communicate, be like, look, am I doing something that you don't like? Do you want me to put, an Easter bunny costume on? Will that help you get in the mood? Like figure out what's going to make it work. But he's not into the male anatomy, but he likes the muscular attributes of a guy. That makes no sense to me. So he doesn't like, so gay, but doesn't like the male anatomy, but likes the muscular atrophy. Anatomy. Anatomy. Like, (laughs) so. Muscular dystrophy. But is he looking for, Like, I'm trying to understand, is he making it so that you have to be really jacked and fit all this pressure for you to stay in shape while he just lays there and does nothing? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't, I... Because if I'm going to the gym for a man, that better be the best sex of my life and I'm only putting in 25% of the work. Yeah. My other 25% is at the gym being a muscular... Yeah. ...person for you. I only got 100 to give. I got to do fractions here somewhere. I was on a first date in the woods and I suddenly needed to shit badly. Like it was crowning. The trail had steep banks on either side. So I told him I need to pee and I ran back clenching for dear life the way that we'd came. I go down another path, but all I could see was more banks. I had to shit at the side of the walking trail. I tried to cover it with rocks and I thought that it was okay But as we continued our walk, I suddenly realized that there was a loop on the trail. So I had just shit on the side of that same trail. As we get to the 
part, I try to amp up the conversation. And he says, do you smell that? That smells like human shit. Did you shit on the side of the trail? I said, of course not. I don't think he believed me. And I never saw him again. My life, LOL. (laughs) I'm sorry, but that is, oh my God, worst case scenario. You know what? I have to say, I have been in almost this exact same situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when I was in high school, it was probably, I was like in maybe grade 10, somewhere around there. I've actually, I've been in this situation twice. I'll take you back further. So when I was on the swim team, I was probably like, 11 or 12 years old, we went to a swim meet that was in Newfoundland and I had lived in Labrador. So it was a really big deal for me to travel away from home, like being so young. He was going from one isolated place to another. Yeah. But like <laughs> I had to get on a plane and it was like, it was, oh a, yeah, like, it was like, it was a really big deal. Was that when you flew on the Herc? No, different, different time. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so anyway, it was a really big deal. And my parents got me a cell phone to make sure that like, I was connected. Like if I, something happened, like I would have a way to call them, you know, that whole thing. And the swim meet was probably around 500 kids. And the male bathroom at this small town Newfoundland pool only had two stalls, two like, you know, toilets. And for 500 people, that is just like not enough. There was constantly lines for it. And I was really nervous in anticipation of my races. I would get like, the stress poops, basically. You're a big pooper, though. What do you mean? I find you poop a lot. No, like you poop like consistently once a day. Consistently once a day. That's normal. Not for me. That's a you problem, not a me problem. Me and my doctor discussed it, and it's just the way my body works. Once someone's in a routine, though. Yeah. Like every two to three days, routine. So anyway, <laughs> I was like, it was probably like 30 minutes before my race. And I was like, I have to go right now. Like it was like do or die worst case scenario. So I ran into the woods and I had this little lanyard that had like my name badge and like all of that for the the pool to get in. And I had my cell phone in there and I ran and I ran out into the woods and finally got where I thought was far enough away. And I took my lanyard off and hung it on a tree and you know, did the deed and was so stressed that I just like took a shit in the woods. I'm like 11 years old, probably like there's people all around, like hundreds of people. And then I like do the walk of shame back in, like hoping that I got away with it. And then I like blacked that out because I was like, I can't handle it. Lost my cell phone, left my cell phone hanging on the tree in that lanyard. And that was like bad. Cell phones were so expensive. Like my parents majorly splurged on that. They were so mad. They had to get like all of the parents that were supervising. Everyone was like looking for it. You didn't know where you forgot it. I blacked it out. I like, I was so found the poop phone. So I remembered after later after like the next day, after everyone did this big search and rescue, retracing your steps, like where could it be? doing a whole search of the pool, asking all the different coaches from all the different things. And then the next morning when I woke up, I was like, that phone is hanging on that tree where I took a shit, a shame shit. 
Did you go get it? Yeah. Was and it I there? Ended up getting it. Yeah, it was there. Well, of course. And my shit staring back at me, my karma shit. I guess you were far enough in the woods, no one was gonna find it. Yeah. That's the plot, like that's the positive. But then another time. Did so, you tell anyone where the phone like when you came no, back to your never. coach and was like, Yeah, I found my phone. It was by my No, I I would have made up a lie that it was like I left it at a playground or like I would have made up because there was a playground nearby. I don't remember what I said, but I I never told anyone. Oh, it was sitting on the bench the whole time. Oh, you oh. didn't see it? <laughs> you didn't see it? You weren't looking very hard. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm just an eleven year old boy. Um and I do have, I, I need to tell another poop story. I need to tell this other one. I'm here for it. Because this goes back to the trail. <laughs> this goes back to the trail. Normally it's you on the tangents. But I love it. That's why I'm, I get to listen to stories. Normally I have to tell stories. Yeah. Okay. So it picture this Tyler, like circa grade 10, maybe like the summer of grade nine going into grade 10. Was this when you had the um, black hair dyed jet black hair? With yes, spikes? I did have, I had black hair then. So if you can picture that. So there was this girl that I was like, sort of, you know, talking to, I liked her. She, you know, it, what's her name? I'm not saying her name. No, I was just like, she'll know if she ever hears this podcast. She probably doesn't. She probably hates you. No, no, we no, no, we, we never did. We never ended up dating. I was making a joke of being like jealous, being like, who is she type thing? Oh no, no, no. So this is why I relate though, how the person that wrote in said, I never saw him again. So this girl that I was like, you know, kind of interested in courting, whatever. Courting. <laughs> what what do you call it? Like dating. But I wasn't dating her. I was trying to like, we weren't, it wasn't, we weren't dating. So you were courting. Like I was. Like, were you just trying to have someone to hope for you while you were off at war? I like, was trying to have someone that would be my girlfriend so people wouldn't make fun of me for being gay. mm so I was trying to woo her into being my beard, I guess. Yeah, been there. Been there. I wasn't very good at it, so I came out early. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't very good at it either. I should have came out right away. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, getting to the point. Get to the poop. Get to the poop. Come on, people. <laughs> so we went to this lake. She was in, um, she was going to be in a paddling competition. It's called the regatta. So is that the one where it's a holiday, like the paid holiday? Yeah, it's off? a paid holiday. It's like a big deal. Yeah. So she was going and she was practicing for the regatta. She was going to be on a team. And we drove out to Gosling Lake, which is like maybe like 30 minutes outside of Goose Bay. And there are no bathrooms because it's like a rural lake. No, like outhouses or anything. There there are when it's like when it's there's an event. Oh, it's not like a um public park. It's not a public park. Got it. So no bathrooms to speak of. So anyway, I'm out there. She's doing her like practice. I'm just like, I don't know what I was doing. Like looking at the water. Like I was just out there. Thinking about boys. Thinking, yeah. <laughs> thinking about boys being like, come on, I hope this girl dates me. <laughs> so I was just like there, you know, to spend time with her sort of thing. And I'm thinking to myself, I have to shit so bad right now they've been out on the water paddling for like 30 minutes it's a 30 minute drive to get there and it hit me and i'm like oh i don't think i'm gonna make it i really don't think i'm gonna make it and i see their canoe it's like coming back like towards the shore and i'm like well by the time she gets back they like put all their stuff away there's gonna be like chit chat by the time we drive out of there and like leave 
I, I, I'm like at least an hour and a half from home. There is no way. Like, and hopefully she doesn't want ice cream on the way. And she probably would have. That yeah. A&W soft serves back then, they were all the rage. Really? Yeah. Did Never you have had a- one. I went to A&W once for ice cream and it came in a frozen block. Oh, no. They had this twisted, um, the uh, chocolate and vanilla, the swirl. Ooh. Oh, my God. Um, so anyway, I was like, there's no way that I'm going to have time. So I... I'm like, okay, the canoe's coming back. I can make it. I can make it. And But there's no, um, like, stall. Like, there's nothing, right? So I'm like, okay, I have to go to the woods, and I have to go so quick. And so I went to the woods, and it was bad. It was worst-case scenario because there was no toilet paper and not to get, like, TMI. But, like, when you have to, like, go really bad, sometimes it's just, like, completely like goes out of you. And so it was like one of those situations. So it took me longer to like deal with that whole situation in like a careful and like clean way because there was no bathroom and I wasn't going to like sit in a vehicle and smell like shit the whole drive home. Like I was freaking out. So it took me longer than I thought. They had their boat in up off the water, like get like packing up, ready to leave. There was no chit chat. So here I come out of the woods and I almost said her name just then. And she was like, where were you? What do you mean? Where was I? I was picking blueberries in the woods. Of course. Like what, what do I even say at that point? (laughs) When chunks out by the pie. Just taking a shit. (laughs) Like, what the... Like, it was so awkward. And, like, I think about that. Did she know? Well, I doubt she thought I was taking a shit. Like, I said I was I was picking berries. She knows now. She's listening. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Like, cats out wow. of the bag. But, but this is what I meant when I said about you being a big pooper. Like, that never happens to me. But we'll be doing a city run. Oh, gotta and go. And you're like, I mean, I gotta go. Like, find somewhere. Like, yeah. that... I don't... I poop every two to three days at eight in the morning. That is my golden time. That is not. If your doctor told you that. I, I run wanna, my body. My body doesn't run me. It has a time. My body runs me. We are like an airport. We have departure times. When I'm older, I could totally see myself taking a sleeping pill and shitting myself at night. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but yeah um i i going back going back to you shit taking a shit on the trail and having to walk by that and never seeing him again oh yeah that's how we got here yeah we took a i took you guys on a on some tragic stories there (laughs) oh this is what happens when tyler does the tangent yeah but um for real like i my heart goes out to you because it is better to never see them again. Like, I think that you're, it's good that you don't have to relive that. Yeah. And you done. can just, you can take it to the grave. And instead I shared mine with all the of whole you. world. I love it. Here for the walk down memory lane. Feeling spicy tonight. Anytime you want to tell me a poop story, my ears are all yours, love. 
Ready for the next one? Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick moment and thank Factor for sponsoring a portion of today's episode. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery service takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. With over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. Plus, over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. And they're ready to heat and eat in just two minutes, which means more time for you. When things get hectic, Factor is flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from four to 18 meals per week or pause, reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com TTT50 and use code TTT50 to get 50% off. That's TTT50 at factormeals.com TTT50 to get 50% off. Let's get back to the episode. I'm a 50-year-old male. I'm in that last age group where coming out was really, really looked down on. I know it's hard for everyone to come out, but I believe the older generations had more resistance and less acceptance. That being said, I'm actually still not out to my family. However, I've met the man of my dreams. He's 49 years old. We have a wonderful time together and are very much in love. The issue is he's married. He's married to a woman right after college. They have two kids together, one who is currently in college and one who is out of it. He was involved in a horrible car accident that left him permanently disabled in his mid-20s. From that moment on, him and his wife grew apart. She seems to resent him for being disabled and not wanting to help around the house as much as he did before the accident. They haven't had a real relationship for years. They haven't had sex in 10 years and haven't kissed or hugged each other in eight years. We met through a work event. We don't work for the same company. He was so depressed and miserable and truly longing for a hug or to hold a hand. I was there for him to listen and to be a shoulder to cry on. Our time together has grown into an emotional and physical relationship. He doesn't want to leave his wife because of his boys, and I don't want to come out because of my family. We are both super content to keep our sexuality and our relationship in the closet. We're very happy where things are at now. The issue is the few friends of mine that know I'm gay are losing their minds over this. They think we are crazy and both of us are shortchanging ourselves and each other. What do you think? I agree with the friends. I agree with the friends. Sorry. Like, imagine how this is special right now, but imagine being able to have that same special feeling, but out in the open. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're having these nice conversations in private, but you could go out and have them at dinner or at a park or just anywhere. You don't have to have that feeling of waiting for the shoe to drop, you know? Yeah. It just, for me, this would feel like not real. It would feel, I don't know. It wouldn't feel authentic. And I think I would glamorize like what the potential of this relationship is, but I don't, it's just, it's not a situation I would want to be in. No, it seems, it seems really hard. And also like, I understand the reservations of telling your family, but you're established now. If your family disowns you because of their own, like, internal things, you're fine. You've got this. You've got someone you love. You have a job. You have, like, what you need. 
And just because their blood doesn't make them family. Yeah, I agree. I think something he said was really interesting. I'm in the that last age group where coming out was really, really looked down on. I know it's hard for every person to come out, but I leave the I believe the older generations have more resistance and less acceptance. But the interesting thing is, is he's still not even out. Like his But what he's saying is he's nervous to come out because where he's fifty, his parents would be eighties. So it's that I get it, but like I I agree that the older generations had more resistance and less acceptance back then, back in the seventies and the eighties and the nineties. They're and still even their, not. What I'm saying is society in the seventies, eighties, nineties, hundred percent. But I we're in we're in 2024. He's now. talking about his family though, like yeah, but who? Like that's why I'm saying screw your family. Yeah. Now in 2024, own it, like own it. Like life is, it's too short. You need to be happy. Like you need to wake up every day and feel like you're living an authentic life and feel Mm -hmm. fulfilled and feel like you're building a future. You're working towards something because life is going to slip through your fingers and it's going to be over and you're going to regret it. Yeah. And also like you're depriving what could be a beautiful, fulfilling relationship by keeping it secret and working around all the things that go into keeping it secret. Like you're not having, you're not going on a two week cruise around the Mediterranean because how does he explain that to the wife and kids? Do you like, there's things that you're depriving yourself of that. And I understand if he doesn't want to leave that situation, that's on him. Maybe there's another Mr. Right out there. Maybe, yeah. But like... But you ha- you can't... You need to give yourself the potential to experience that. I just don't think any... I don't think love should have to be hidden. Yeah. It makes me sad to think that it, it does. is. It does. Yeah. Really sad. Yeah. Hashtag sad face. So what would you do? I would say like... I... So... I would come out because you're at a point where you don't... Like, what are your parents going to kick you out? Yeah. Like you're 50. You've I got I think this. a lot of this though, like if you're still struggling with this and you're in your 50s, you've probably like you've probably accepted that this is your reality and you're But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to 100%. And even it doesn't have to be a full thing. You can start to transition. You can let a sibling know. Yeah. You can let then a second sibling know. Start to ease into it, but I just think that you're screw everyone else. You're you're depriving yourself of, of removing that burden that you're carrying right now. Yeah. Just be free. Yeah. For the sake of others. That's what you're doing it for. Yeah. It is nothing on you. If your parents don't accept you, you're not going to be any less gay. All it means is your parents are going to go through the rest of their life without the privilege of having you in it. Yeah, and that's like, that's their loss, not that's yours. Their loss, not yours. Hundred percent. I know that that's easier said than done, but like it is worth it. It's worth it to be happy. Yeah. Yolo. <laughs> I work for an eighty-year-old woman who's slowing down with Parkinson's. For weeks, a young-sounding man has been calling her and leaving messages asking her how she's doing. She didn't pick up and always froze when he called and acted weird. One day, she had me drive through the bank and got many $100 bills out. We then went to the pharmacy and got two of the biggest boxes of condoms and a huge bottle of lubricant. And I thought, oh yeah, you go girl. 
I'm an advocate for embracing one's sexuality, and I think it would be good for her to have someone to talk to. In part, she has confided in me for having dated a married man in the past and making a promise to never tell her sister, so we've been down that road a bit. For no other reason for safety, because she lives alone in the woods, this escort of hers would have to go to her home because she doesn't drive. When I asked her if she wanted to talk about the condoms, she went silent, so I didn't push. But then one day, she had me on a mission to find her necklace, and after about an hour of looking on my hands and knees... And everywhere, she goes into the bathroom and gets it from under the bag of condoms. I didn't reiterate my offer to talk because she had snapped at me a few days after saying that I was being nosy. But I think she did want to talk. What do you think? Should I bring it up again? I'm reluctant because she can be very harsh, probably due to her disease, or at least in part. And I need the job, but I also think it would be a real real emotional boost to have an ally to talk to about her having an escort, even if it's just for safety purposes. Wow. Good for her. Granny is getting it on in the woods. I love that she gets her support worker to drive her to the bank to take out $100 bills to go buy condoms and lube. That is... That is living it up in your 80s. Do you know what? I am a firm believer ever since reading, since we started reading these T sections, people are up to stuff. Like, you have no idea. Like, I I can't go to the bank anymore. I am never going to go be able to go to the bank and see an old lady do a cash withdrawal again. Oh, yeah. Because I'm going to be like, she's totally going to get railed. Like, (laughs) Mary's here for her bills, Mary's here for her tips. Oh my God. Um, I think it's kind of in a weird way. This is kind of cute. Like this support worker is trying to find a way to make her feel safe and not feel dirty for, you know, wanting to find like human connection. But this is why these workers are really important in society and totally undervalued because the connection that they have with people and like, like, they're torn on wanting to create connection with their employer. Whereas when I worked for someone, I was doing everything I could to get away from my employer. Oh, I thought you were talking about how the escorts. No, I was talking about um, like personal care workers or home support. Like kind of shout out to the escorts of the world. Yeah. Like she wants it. It is. It is cool to me. Uh, This is a very like progressive opinion. I'm aware of this, but I think there's something special about that, that an 80-year-old woman who lives alone in the woods is able to still have a connection with someone in that way, whether she's paying for it or not. It's her money. She worked for it. Yeah. Like, the last 80 years, she's been working. She's been putting that money in a coffee can out under the old hemlock to pay for an escort. That teacher's pension? She's keeping her. Oh, yeah. But, like... It's cool. She's still a sexual being. Yeah, good on her. But I think it is kind of cool to talk about. Like, I think she is trying to maybe communicate the fact that she hid the necklace under the bag of condoms. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like she's, that's her reaching out because there is. She wants to say, "What are you using those condoms for?" No, she's she's. I think the old lady's putting the condoms on the bag. She's trying to draw attention to the condoms. I think they're on. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like Like she, the old lady. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying that the 
care worker was putting the condoms everywhere. No. I think, yeah, I would try and talk to her because there is the safety component, her being alone in the woods. Like someone needs to know when the escort is going over and who the escort is to let the police know in case... Well, I don't think that the escort is going to provide like a government issue ID and say, hi, this is... They clearly have a calling card. How did she find them? It was on the Facebook classifieds or something. Todd, you live in a world of How do you get an escort? I don't know, but they're not going to give you their government ID and sign in when they're going to rail Betty in the woods. I totally think that it should be a legit business because they should be able to write off like... It's illegal to do. How would it be a legit business? Because you're just a friend. Like, you're just escorting her around. Oh, my God. Like, it's like a taxi driver for her vagina. (laughs) Betty's badge is getting... Driving Miss Daisy. (laughs) Driving Miss Betty. Railing Miss Betty. That totally was a porn parody. Oh, yeah. Like, railing Miss Betty. Daisy. Railing Miss Daisy. Oh, that. If you look that up, that is Pile driving Miss... Oh my God, Todd. But yeah, I think that there's, there's a cute conversation that can be had in there. It's, I could see how it'd be very delicate to sort of tiptoe your way around. Especially that age group doesn't talk about sex very often. But leave it up to her. I would throw it back in her court. See if she hides her pearl necklace under condoms again. That might not be the only pearl necklace she has. (laughs) All right, that is all the tea we have for this week. Thank <laughs> that's you. That's it. That's it. Oh, I didn't know the kettle was empty already. Mm. Well, send in more, and we'll do another one next month. Yeah, thank you all so much for these submissions. They're really fun, and they also just they get us thinking. I love it. It puts us in unique situations. Yeah, keep them coming in. Head over to tylerandtod.com/podcast to give us your tea, so we can give you our take on some advice. All right, we will see you next Wednesday. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye. Bye.